Welcome to the Dear Doc Podcast, where we will discuss the business of running a dental practice with a panel of experts. Now, your host, Dr. Christopher Hoffpower. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Dear Doc Podcast. I'm so happy you joined me today. Today, I am joined by someone who is an expert in something I really have never been hugely <laughs> fond of, but she really convinced me that I need to start making more use of it, and that is Instagram. Allison, uh, can you pronounce your last name for me? I, I, I am going to murder it. <laughs> Absolutely. It's Lucusier. Lucusier. So, Allison, talk to us a little bit about what it is you do. I mean, you do several different things in the dental field. Um, talk to us a little bit about your background and how you came to be where you are and, um, and, and what it is exactly that you teach and how you can help our dentist members. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on here today. I'm, I'm pretty excited to be here Ooh. with you. So I started in the dental industry um, about a decade ago as a dental assistant. And I moved to Bermuda from Canada to get a job um, because I was trying to escape the cold. So when I was 19 years old, I packed up my bikinis and my dresses and I moved to the island of Bermuda to work in one of the best practices on the island I came to found out, find out. And from there, I managed to systemize their Invisalign practice to make it so robust and profitable that they actually asked me to be their office manager when I was 24. So I went back to school to the University of Toronto, got my dental office management certification and then managed the practice for another five years and then started my own coaching and consulting business that focuses primarily on Invisalign, Instagram and high performance for dentists and teams. Well, I can, I can see where Pinterest would be a, a natural fit and also Instagram for, um, for, for Invisible Liner marketing. Uh, talk to me a little bit about why practices should be using Instagram and, and, and what they're missing out on if they're not. Yeah, absolutely. And I would say there, is, there are a lot of people that are a bit skeptical about Instagram for marketing purposes. But what I found when I was marketing clear aligners in my practice, I would run promotions. Um, we would do all sorts of things. And the one promotion that we ran, I'll never forget because we decided on that promotion to market on Instagram just to try it. We are the first practice on the island that actually started using Instagram for marketing. And it was the most successful promotion. And it was because there were a lot of millennials that were on the platform that were like, hey, I want that. I want clear aligners. And we all know that Invisalign or clear aligners are the one thing that patients walk into your office and they ask for. They don't ask for root canals. They walk in and they're like, I want clear aligners. I want Invisalign. It's like a household name. So being able to showcase your visual um, dental work, like your before and afters, the process or the progress that you're doing on Instagram is really powerful because unlike Facebook, where you have to scroll to see a lot of information with Instagram, you can have a very visual look and feel in a matter of seconds. So as millennials are kind of taking over the purchasing and decision-making world, we want to see a lot of information at once. We are kind of have lower attention spans um, and we want to see for ourselves like the look and feel of a practice of anything that we're purchasing. And so 
when dentists are able to use that platform to showcase their practice, their culture, um, why other patients love them, their before and afters, and really what's possible for that consumer, it creates this, this no like and trust factor that when that person comes into the practice, it's like they already know you, like you, and trust you. So I guess like back to your questions, like what are doctors missing out on? They're missing out on a huge, massive cohort of purchasers and decision makers being able to see their work, their culture, their family in their practice and make decisions to want something before they even come into their practice. So talk to me a little bit about uh, some of the techniques. Let's say I am an Instagram idiot, which I believe whenever we met the first time is exactly what I called myself. So <laughs> if I'm an Instagram idiot. So what are, what are the steps I need? Obviously the first step would be making an Instagram profile, right? So mm -hmm. after making an Instagram profile, um, what do you want to call it? Do you want to name it after the doctor? Do you want to name it after the practice? You know, there's got to be some branding, um, some branding information that you want to get out there. And also walk us through the steps of, of, of creating a good Instagram, um, a, a good Instagram presence, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. So to get started, a lot of doctors that speak and like consults or they do something on the side, they'll have their own Instagram profile, which is just the doctor. Um, but many practices will have a practice Instagram page. So depending on like what you're going to be using Instagram for or what you're hoping to market, you can either choose to have two, one that's your, just your doctor page um, and your practice, or you can just have the practice page. And they, they would have different kind of marketing buckets on each one. So that would be the first decision is how many Instagrams do you want and what is your primary purpose for it? So let's say your primary purpose is to market your practice. From there, you want to create a very clear bio. So who you help with what and how is kind of the formula for um, a robust um, bio. From there, you can decide to link your Instagram to your Facebook so that everything you post to your Instagram automatically goes to your Facebook and saves you the step of having to promote both. Because as we know, Facebook has purchased Instagram. Right. So you no longer have to use something like Hootsuite to push it out. It, it automatically yeah. happens now. Exactly. You can, you can set it up that way and choose to have it um, push to Facebook. And I would just kind of make a note, never push from Facebook to Instagram, always push from Instagram to Facebook. And why is that? Um, because Instagram needs to be specifically 1080 by 1080. Like their image size has to be a square in order to fit on their grid, um, where Facebook posts can be more rectangular. So if you post from Instagram to Facebook, it will look great on Facebook. But if you post from Facebook to Instagram, it can cut off the edges and like make the images look a little bit silly. So always go Instagram to Facebook. Okay, fantastic. So we've now decided that we've got our Instagram set up. We've linked it to our Facebook page. Um, we've got one for our practice. What do we post? Because I, I know you had some very specific advice on we talk. And by the way, I'm up to 16 hashtags that I figured out. I'm still nice. working, on working on it. So it's congratulations. Well, it's thanks to you. You're the one who's inspired me to do it. So um, I'm still an old man though. I still don't love it, but we'll, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see if I, if I can convince myself, but talk to me a little bit about um, your, your tips for making a, a great Facebook presence, a, a great post. Okay. Perfect. So for the posts themselves, like for the feed posts, you want to have something that's captivating, but easy to digest. 
um, because Facebook is so, or sorry, because Instagram is so visual, you want to have an image that's captivating and gets people to kind of like want to know more. So for an example um, of a great Instagram post for a dental practice would be to show your patients, your team, members of your team, the doctor, um, show them like the outside of your practice, what it looks like, show them the inside of your practice, let them kind of like get a look and feel for like what this practice is about. And I have a strategy that I really recommend to anybody that's using Instagram to keep it really clear and simple. And that would be to choose five buckets or categories that represent your practice or your page. So for a practice, I usually recommend like meet the team, meet the doctor um, about our practice, things that like make you guys unique before and afters and client testimonials. So when you pick those five buckets, you'd be consistently posting to each of those five things in a cycle. And when you do that, you create a consistency on your page that allows people to know what to expect next. And it builds trust because of your consistency. So people that are following you can see, okay, this practice has a lot of happy patients. Their team seems great. They have a really good culture. Um, we get to know some things about the doctor that aren't, that's behind the mask, especially now with COVID when we have all this Absolutely. PPE. It allows them to connect with the doctor, their family, what they like to do on the weekends. Um, and then of course, be the before and after photos to build um, kind of that credibility and then the patient testimonials to build that trust factor. And so with those photos on the feed, I would recommend high quality images, nothing dark, nothing unprofessional, make them high quality. Because if we could imagine that our Instagram is our digital resume, you'd want it to represent the quality and the look and feel of your practice with those five buckets. Okay. So there were some specific things you taught us about the way that the algorithms work. Talk to me about that. Okay. <laughs> this is probably the most annoying part about Instagram, honestly. And I can understand why people would not like it because of this, because it's always changing. Um, and so Instagram's algorithm is always changing. You have to kind of stay on top of like what it's doing. And so in August, they launched a new feature called Reels. And Reels are Instagram's version of TikTok. They are videos that show like education, but also music and fun. And when it launched that new feature, it pushed most of its algorithm to that new feature so that people would start using it and paying attention to it right away. And so that's kind of what's happened recently with Instagram. But with your own posts, like with what you're doing with your posts, to kind of make favor of that algorithm would be to be on the platform, to not use a scheduling app, um, to actually be engaging and interacting on the platform, sending messages, sending voice notes, um, liking other people's things. That will help boost your own algorithm on your page. The second thing would be to post when your audience is on the platform, which you can find in your analytics. So you'd post at the time when most of your followers are actually on the platform typically, which is around like lunchtime in the evenings, but you can see that in your analytics. And then the next thing would be as soon as you post, if somebody comments on your post, you would comment back because when Instagram sees that somebody has posted something that's getting a lot of comments or attention, it kind of says to the algorithm, this is important. Let's boost it kind of to the next level. And so those would be the things that immediately you would want to look at in order to kind of make use of that um, algorithm or be favored in the algorithm. Things like bots, like you can purchase followers, you can purchase people to like, like and comment for you. Instagram will actually flag your account and kind of put you at the bottom of the list in the algorithm if you do things like that. It really mm -hmm. values you being on the app, being authentic, 
engaging with people because that is what Instagram is about. It's about interaction and engagement. Okay. So we talked a little bit about some of the secret sauce into getting followers and some of the secret sauce in um, hashtag land, right? So Mm -hmm. talk to me about what can doctors do to engage their patients and engage our community so that they can get more followers in a legitimate fashion. Yeah. And I, I love that you say in a legitimate fashion, because the truth about Instagram is that like, you can't hack it if you're going to do it right. And it takes time to build a true following of people that want to see what you're doing. And so it does, it takes some time, it takes some work and it takes some effort. So immediately what I would suggest if a practice doesn't have an Instagram page would be to set it up, make it look professional and then get their actual patients to start following their page. And you do that by running an in-office promotion, an in-office like giveaway, do something like, hey guys, we're on Instagram now. We'd love for you to go ahead and follow us. So that would be the first thing that I would do. The second thing that I would do would actually be be getting all of your Facebook followers onto your Instagram. Again, some kind of giveaway, um, something that you tell your audience that we're on Instagram now. You need to go check us out right there. And then the third thing I would do would be to look at all of your neighboring businesses, offices, um, coffee shops, restaurants, or wherever your target patient or your target audience likes to hang out genuinely, see if they have an Instagram page and start following their followers. Because what this does is it just shows um, Emily that's going to the restaurant that's right beside your practice that West Coast Dental is now following you. And so that's not creepy or spammy. It's just an alert that this person would get. And so they can go and check out your page. And if they find something valuable on your page and it's worth following, they will follow you back. Absolutely. To give an idea of what we're doing in, in implementing some of the things that you, you taught me this, uh, whenever we're at the symposium, uh, we actually decided to do a guess the number of hearts in this thing for uh, for uh valentine's day and basically we're posting it on our on our facebook page and on the town facebook page which has um 50 people on it and we are saying follow us on instagram and leave your guests in the comments and at the end of this period on a certain day we will pick a winner from amongst all of the all of the people who who guessed correctly and that person doesn't just get the jar of hearts. Um, they also get free lightning. Amazing. So did I, listen well, did I listen well enough? That's brilliant. Oh my gosh. Everyone needs to write that down and do that because that's, that's Everyone perfect. who is not in this town. If you're in this town, yes, it's a exactly. horrible idea. Just, yeah, it's, yeah, just don't do it. But anyway, um, so we, we, have, we have ways of, of, of getting new followers by converting previous followers is, is your first mm-hmm. tip. Um, the yeah. other thing you said is relevant and useful. So talk to me about that. What, what should dentists be putting out there that's relevant and useful? I mean, should they be putting out, you know, home denture care instructions or uh, pictures of extractions or what should they be putting on there? I would say one of the hardest like the hardest mindset shift I have for dental practices on their Instagram is that their audience are not dentists or dental professionals or dental providers, because 
they don't want to see the guts and the gore. Like they want to see beautiful teeth. They want to see a happy team. They want to see happy patients. They want to see a beautiful facility. And so we have to almost like put our patient hat back on um, to allow us to talk to the patient from a non-clinical perspective. And so I wouldn't suggest putting um, surgeries on your page unless you are like a surgical mentor that is trying to appeal to other doctors. That's exactly the kind of things I see. Well, you, you, you know, I've got a huge Facebook following. And the reason is, is because I know who I'm talking to. I'm talking to dentists and I talk to them about how to run their businesses more effectively. But what I notice whenever we talk about Facebook is that instead of putting things like pictures of everyone's Halloween costumes, dentists are putting pictures of surgery and it's just it appeals to certain groups i mean look dr pimple popper didn't get as popular as he is if there wasn't an interest in the 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 gross stuff right but when they're looking at dental practice you're trying to get across a message of happiness safety and life choices right Mm -hmm. you're not you're not trying to tell them hey i'm a great surgeon so I think that's something that a lot of doctors should be aware of. Um, other than and and what do you think? What do you think about my idea there? What what we what we post on our Facebook page for the practice um, is silliness, happiness, mm-hmm. and fun. You know, um, they they taped me once serenading a patient. Uh, I was playing guitar for her and I was making up a song as I was doing it to to tell her about her extraction that we were going to do. Um, so it it's things like that that we post and, and it, we tend to have a a great turnout there. So what types yeah. of things would you suggest? Just like that. Anything that showcases like the culture of your practice, that your patients are happy, that the doctor is a person, not just, you know, somebody behind a mask and loops, like looking scary because so many people have a phobia and a fear of dentists. And so just like you're doing, trying to make it fun, trying to make it light and trying to showcase like the human aspect of the practice and why you guys are different and special. And so I, like, as I started posting on Instagram, some of my, like, I was like, oh, posts are amazing before and after implant cases. And I remember seeing a picture and like, from my eyes, like being in surgeries and working in the dental field, like that was a good photo. There's no blood. It was just, you know, a socket. Mm -hmm. And I remember my friends being like, that's disgusting. And I was like, oh, it is disgusting for the natural, like for the actual person. And so we have to really put like our patient perspective goggles on and show them the things that they want to see more of. And I've had it where we've posted um, our doctors, like something from our doctor's Christmas trip or Mm -hmm. their birthday party. And we've had patients come in and just say, oh, wow, it was so good to see Dr. Campbell out in the canoe on his summer trip. And they Mm -hmm. love that because they get to have that connection with them. So anything that's going to connect the people in the practice to your patients, those are the winners. And then one of my favorite strategies, because I have teams asking all the time, they're like, but Allison, I just don't really know what that is. And so my suggestion, it's like my top tip for this is think of the 52 questions that your patients are asking you all the time. Will it hurt? How much will it cost? Do I need it? Why do I need that? What happens if I do nothing? So all of the questions that you're being asked on a regular basis, that's what people want to know. And so you can answer that question with an educational post. What makes it important to floss your teeth? What makes it important to get your checkups every three months or six months? What makes it important to deal with that small decay before it gets big? And just give that education 
because patients will see that and be like, oh, wow, I didn't know that this is important. Right. And we're in our, we're in our practice all the time, trying to provide like value, trying to convince our patients, like, this is important. This is valuable. We're here to help you. You can do the exact same thing on your Instagram page in infographics and in, like facts and stories, but also with a mixture of fun to show that your practice is really there to help. And this is why Absolutely. we do this. One of the things I'd suggest for anybody who wants to really up their game on Instagram or God, however you use Pinterest in your practice, I don't know. I still haven't figured that one out. So get, get a, get a Shutterstock um, membership so that you can download pictures from them and, and make your own little memes. You know, I, I um, mm -hmm. we had a great implant push a while back and it was, um, I, I got a great deal on some implants. And so we were actually selling implants with a crown and abutment for $2,500 for the whole package. Wow. And so my little meme that I made was just a little picture of a happy implant with a smile on his face. And this is why I get implants. And then the next picture was an 18 wheeler that had tried to go into a bridge that the bridge was too low for, and it got stuck. And then the bridge broke in half and it says, because bridges fail. <laughs> I love that. So it got great engagement because it was funny. It was clever. It wasn't mm -hmm. blood and guts. You could still sell implants on Facebook and on Instagram, respectively, because, you know, you just have to think about what is going to make someone click on this. What, what's, mm -hmm. you know, it, and their motivation isn't necessarily going to be dental treatment. Their motivation is going to be, oh, that looks interesting. Yeah, exactly. So anything that makes people say like, like they get, they're kind of confused, like not confused, but like, what does he mean by that? Let me look into that more because like, I didn't know that, or that seems interesting, or that looks hilarious. One of my best converting posts is when a practice just started offering smile in a day. And we took, we had a picture of a fork holding up a steak. And the question was like, do you miss eating this? And we had not, not um, the client or the patient click on this post, but their kids. So we had um, patients call us up and say, hey, would my grandma or would my mom or would my auntie be a candidate for that? Because Beautiful. she's having a hard time. And, and that you make a great point there in that your target audience isn't necessarily the patient. And that's, that's a, a unique one. I, I think one of the best ads I've seen for missing teeth replacement is just a thing of corn. And you can tell someone's taken a bite out of it all the way around the corn. And there's one little layer. Have you seen this one? There's one little trail of, yes. of little corn pieces. And it says, got teeth. <laughs> I love that. It's fantastic. Because it makes you double takes. What the heck? What does that have to? Oh, oh, that's what it's got to do with it. You know, mm -hmm. I think engaging posts like that are, are fantastic. I, but, you know, you're the expert. <laughs> no, you are too. You definitely are the expert as well. And I'm, I'm, I'm believing that you're going to be on Instagram, just kicking butt um, with these tips. <laughs> yeah. I've just got to get busy doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, if we were to get your um, top five tips that you think everyone, first of all, we're going to just assume everyone who listens to this program is going to go and they're going to download Instagram they're going to make sure that their practice has one, it's named correctly, um, that they're going to show the basic pictures of the practice, the meet the team, yada, yada, yada. What would be the top five tips to get started and to grow your following? Top five. Top five tips. That is such a good question. I have so many. 
I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you the really meaty ones though. So I would say number one would be to bulk create everything that you're doing because when people start doing Instagram, they kind of can feel overwhelmed with like just doing all of the things. And so when you're writing your captions, write 30 captions. When you're picking up your photos, pick 30 photos or pick 30 um, things that you're going to post, like images, quotes, things like that. So find all of your posts. Um, if you're filming videos, film all of your videos. Do all of those things at once to save you time. Like bulk content creation is the key to staying consistent. So that's number one. Number two is get on video. I have so many people that don't want to show their face. They don't want to talk to the camera, but when you can do face to camera um, video, that brings so much engagement for your patients. It builds the trust. It shows who you are. Um, it shows that you're a real person on your page. So get on video. Video is also taking over the internet. I know we both know this video is mm -hmm. the most engaging content. Absolutely. Um, number three, I would say be authentic. Um, Instagram is a place where you can, you can tell people what you stand for and what you stand against because the millennial cohort likes to make decisions on where they purchase and shop based on people that they align with. And so you don't have to be completely, um, neutral in the things that you stand for. I wouldn't be overly like opinionated and aggressively, like telling people what you believe in and what you don't, but you can have that voice even as a dental practice. Um, the fourth thing I would say is be consistent that builds trust. Um, I've had a very well-known doctor had a patient call him and say, are you guys still open? I haven't seen you post on Instagram for a couple of months. And he was like, of course we're open. So know that your patients are kind of watching that and make sure you're staying consistent. And the fifth thing I would say is, oh, it's my last one. So good for a dental practice use your location. So put your location in your bio, tag your location, um, search your location and see what's happening on Instagram in your location and comment on those people. And that's going to be an amazing way for you to kind of get out there, find more followers, find more people that are in your area that might need a new dental practice. All right. Fantastic. And last thing, talk to me about hashtag game. You had a lot to say about this. And I'm trying, I'm going to get up to 40. I will. So talk to <laughs> Don't, tell me about the hashtag. What, what, what goes into a hashtag? What makes a good hashtag? How many should you have? Yes. Such good questions. Um, that hurt. Hash <laughs> oh no. Is it your funny bone? Um, so hashtags, they, again, with Instagram, they have changed, um, in the last probably eight to 10 months. So right now using niche specific hashtags. So hashtags that have less than 500,000 posts attached to them, use those ones. So for dental practices, use your location and dentist. So in Bermuda, like Bermuda dentist, Bermuda smile makeover, um, Bermuda cosmetic dentist, use your specific location and, and dentist, because that is going to allow people who are looking for a dentist or looking for things like that to have that hashtag. Hashtags are are essentially mini search engines and people can follow specific hashtags. And so again, you have to put your consumer hat on. You're not hashtagging, hashtagging just dentist or dentist life. Patients aren't looking for that. They're looking for like the smile makeover, the cosmetic dentistry, clear aligners. Um, so using 10 to 15 niche specific hashtags on every single post. And so not using hashtags that have over a million posts to them because they'll get totally lost. 
Okay. So those would be my kind of top tips for hashtags. Use niche specific, use 10 to 15 of them and use them on every single post. You can also use them in your stories. So hide about 10 hashtags in your stories and people will be able to find you that way. It essentially just allows people to find you organically. I'm curious with the new um, voice search algorithm that, uh, that Google uses for YouTube, I'm wondering if Pinterest will begin doing, or, or, or um, Instagram will begin doing the same thing for its wheels. And then you could say hashtag such and such in the video, and it would automatically add to your search algorithm. That'd be interesting Ooh. to see. That would be really interesting to see. Some I, I would level stuff here, man. Yeah, I would keep my eyes out for that because I mean, like I've said a couple of times in this, like Instagram's always changing. So you have to stay on top of it. Well, Allison, thank you for joining us today. And uh, if our if our doctors who are listening here want to get in touch with you, how can they do that? Absolutely. So you can find me on Instagram at your clear aligner coach. And my website is yourclearlinercoach.com. And my email is allison at yourclearlinercoach.com. Well, it doesn't get more, more consistently branded than that. Yeah, I try to make it easy for you guys. <laughs> All right, Allison, thank you again for joining us for the show. And guys, thank you for joining us for another episode of the Dear Doc Podcast. I hope that you've gotten some value out of this. And if you have, reach out to Allison and see what she can help you with in your practice. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to the Dear Doc Podcast, your source for the business and legal questions associated with your dental practice. Don't forget to subscribe to the Dear Doc Podcast on all major platforms.